With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, while we get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Um... Uh, like so, who's the guy who Monty said does is a he played at Texas Tech and he doesn't believe in space, right? Doesn't believe in space. He's like His a flat earther. His name is Tyler Owens. Okay, and he doesn't believe in space, as in other planets. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff, and feels flat Earth theories have some valid points. Which ones? Can you name a, a, a valid point? Give me one point. Yeah, yeah give me just just one. Just I think one. the one valid point is if you look out across the ocean, it's flat. That's the one valid point. That's that's the one. I think that's the one point they where's go the, off. Where's right. the va- where's the validity in that point? Because you can't see it. You can't see it shaping into a circle, so it's just flat it's as circle. far as you could see. It's not a circle. I just the most myopic it. viewpoint you can have. Okay, um, here's the thing, and I don't know. Like some of it is, who knows if it's just a gag, right? Like he's just saying it because it gets attention, right? And uh, it was it's it's a video that's posted on X, but he said it at the the podium. So when you say these things to people, when you start any argument with something that's provably false, there's really no conversation you can have. Have you ever been in that before? A conversation like that? Where somebody says something that like, look, this is not only not true, but been proven to be not true by a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. You know, scientific facts. And then people just argue with you anyway, like, no, 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 no. This has actually been proven to be true. There is no real argument. You know, none. Let's not even think about like, how do you, how does the sun thing work? Rising in the east, set in the west, if we have a flat earth, it's just revolving around one flat panel. Is that, is that what that is? 
But how do you have a conversation with that person? And look, I'm somebody who I will tell you, I have friends or I have people who are, I would still be friendly with who will say things that are, that I'm irritated by because I know they're not true and yet they get caught up in them. But there's a difference in that and this, like a scientific fat proven millions of times over hundreds of years. Just you say it and like, I can't be friends with you. I can't have a conversation with you because knowing that you believe that in the back of your mind makes me like, I just can't do it. You ever lost friendship like that? I think a lot of people have over the last four years. Oh, de- definitely. I-, I would say like, look, the Trump thing caused a lot, a, a lot. I mean, you combine Trump with COVID and all of the misinformation stuff that's out there. Right. I mean, it's even, and, and look, there was a long time there where you're like Hunter Biden business dealings. And then you found out, I think it was what last week that we found out that the, the, the guy who was the source turns out he was lying this whole time. And you're like, wait, 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 what? So I don't know. One, why you don't necessarily talk. We've gotten to the point where you can't actually talk about politics, which is the uncomfortable part, because that's supposedly been like it's a uniting thing that we should all be able to talk about it and express our opinions and be able to have our own thoughts. But now it's just the lever of vitriol and the people just saying falsehoods. Oh, yeah, definitely. They definitely can rig those machines and rig those elections. Because the counterpoint to it is this, this is a really easy one. Why would only the Democrats rig it? Right? Doesn't make sense. But this whole, like, so I I don't want to have a conversation about it. Not because you can't have your opinion. You can't. Okay. But when you have opinion on something that's been proven to be false hundreds of times, then we're good. And with the flat earth thing, we're talking hundreds of thousands of challenges to this. And it's been proven to be a scientific fact. I don't know. I don't study the planets. I don't study gravitational pull. I don't study the polarity of the planets or the distance between them. But I've taken enough science class. No, like there's people that are a lot smarter than me that seem to figure this whole thing out. And they seem to have scientific data that backs it up. By the way, here's an, here's another thing. A scientific fact is not 100%. Scientific fact is like 97%, right? And they leave that 3% out there. Just, you know, look, we're not saying it's a hard, like nothing is 100%. We'll say 97%. But people see that and like, see, it's not 100%. Like, well, that's not how scientific facts work. It's actually a reasonable way of saying it. Um, I don't even know if, uh, I don't even know if scientists use that word i don't think they say scientific facts do they i think so it's just kind of under the umbrella of science because science by science nature changes proves i think google it i i i would guess it's scientific what percentage is a scientific fact i think it's like 97 percent. i think they're all technically hypotheses no or like hypotheses theories. is when it's not proven out theory is when it's been proven out so maybe it's a scientific theory is 97 percent um, Bill, go ahead. You have the sound of the guy. All right, go ahead. This is Tyler Owens. In space, I was like, he's talking about this. I'm more related, so I think like we're just going around right now. I think it's like uh, playing this and stuff like that. I don't know. 
what, 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 what led you to that point to believe that? Well, like, I really, I thought you could believe in, like, the Helios and Japan, like, bringing some ball runs and stuff, but then, like, I can't, I can't hear anything he says. Can't think, he can't hear anything he says. Uh, by the way, uh, he went to Texas for three years and then to Texas Tech. And in it, apparently never took a science class that taught him anything that makes any sort of sense. Because what happens is, and he's obviously not an idiot, right? Because there's some thought going on in his mind. It's just the wrong thought. And and by the way, it's the power of this thing, this these phones and the reels and this and the and and TikToks, where you're just like, I believe it to be true. You you if you watch those things, you believe it to be true. Anyone who's anybody can say anything and people take it as truth. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, dude, you just you sound like a dope. It's also I think um it's also built on this like the conspiracy that uh, somebody created this and is fooling everybody. There's some kind of nefarious meaning behind it. Because so much has to go into that. Did you notice he used nefarious? It's a great word. Well, yeah, we talked about our favorite words yesterday. What was yours? Yours was... No, it wasn't either. It was. I like perhaps. perhaps. That sounds pretty perhaps. You have to... Yeah, you have to... You have to say perhaps. You don't just say perhaps. You say perhaps. What were the other ones? Nefarious... She likes the word juxtapose. Juxta- That's my favorite. Juxtapose. Do you like juxtapose or juxtaposition? Juxtaposition specific. Juxtaposition. Monsi, do you have any favorite words in the English language? I like concoction. Concoction. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. Concoction. Thank you. Condescen- condescension. Condescension. Condensation also good as well. <laughs> Condensation. Moist is up there. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. Why? why are people so why, why are people Marina? so bothered by the word moist? That's my question. You know? Yeah, honestly, like moist it. is a lot like perhaps. It's all in how it's pronounced. It's all in putting the right emphasis on the right syllable. Fair. Right? Fair, yeah. Like if I say, oh, it's moist in there. If I say it's moist in there, it sounds different and it sounds nefarious, doesn't it? Doesn't uh, nefarious. That's honestly the best thing about being at least well enough educated, being enough, uh, being worldly enough to where you can think of these words and they make people think like that's now I don't like doing the Pablo Torre, you know, the Pablo Torre is right. Which is every other sentence throwing a word that people have to go and look up because they don't know what it means. Yeah. That's, that's obnoxious. That's obnoxious. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else is obnoxious? Let's get to sports. This is Nick Cesario who, um, Used to work for Bill Belichick. There's there's a, a doc out that's about the era of the Patriots dynasty, the dynasty. And apparently it's not crazy loving towards Bill Belichick and his ways. Uh, Nick Casario had this to say. Coach Belichick is the best coach in the history of not only football sport, in my opinion. He's a big reason that I'm where I am today, so I have a lot of respect and appreciation and admiration for him. The game's better when uh, when people like Bill are around. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I, again, what's he supposed to say? I, you know, he used to be, he used to work in the Patriots front office. He wouldn't have gotten an opportunity if not for Belichick. But I also think that there's reason to believe that he was pretty good at what he did because there's so many uh, around the NFL that were part of that organization. We make a big deal about the coaching failures of former Patriots. There are been, have been some successes. And, oh, yeah, by the way, even with the failures, maybe that points to just how special New England has been and how unique the wiring has been. 
Here's Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of the Patriots, talking about uh, his GM, Elliot Wolf's comments that the new culture in New England will be a less hard-ass vibe. Look, it's going to be different, but at the same time, I would say, look, Bill did a great job for a long period of time. I don't want you guys to take this as uh, because we're changing as shots toward the previous uh, regime. Uh, And saying that, we will do it differently, and it'll feel different. But at the end of the day, we would like to replicate the success that the prior regime has had. And so uh, I learned a lot from Bill uh, and also his staff. Uh, But now we'll we'll see what this chapter looks like in in the franchise. That's, that's That's a great way to put it. It's going to be different. It has to be different. We're different people. You know, the hard ass vibe, like we all get it. He was an old hard ass. Got it. Got it. Been pretty effective. And I will tell you like the unequivocally. And we said this when that comment came out two days ago, unequivocally players like discipline. They need discipline. Right. But some of it is not just in the discipline, but how the discipline is conveyed, the relative fairness of it. They have have to have reasonable expectations of it. You know? I mean, look, it has discipline hasn't changed for our kids. Your kid gets in trouble. What do you do? Lorena, you got a young daughter. She's been here. She gets in trouble. What do you do? Well, it depends on the... uh, Severity of the crime? Exactly, Doug. Okay, so, like, again, she tells you to go blank yourself because you're telling her what to do. I'm dragging her outside into the rain. (laughs) That's what they call it. That's why why your name is Lorena? I I made her jog outside the other night. I was like... You made her jog? I made her jog. I made her take laps around our complex until she was ready to talk. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get a 20. We got a 20 second time out over there, coach. What do you got? Okay. So give me the, give me the scenario here. I'm, I'm I just found, so, I found some details on her laptop and stuff that I was disappointed she was looking at. And I was like, okay, you got to tell me what's going on. She's like, I'm not talking about it. I'm like, well, then you're running it out until you do. And she did? And she did. Yep. She How did. old is she? She's 11. Uh, she's 11. She'll still run it out for you, right? Oh my I, gosh. My... I was like, really? You want to do another jog? This girl never gets off the couch, bro. Like, she is not the... So how'd you get her? Like, what was what was the punishment? Because they, when they get to be teenagers, they're like, you go run. They're like, or what? <laughs> the easiest thing is just like, okay, hand me the phone. You give, you give them the phone. It's like, whoa, whoa. Different kid when you take away the screenager. Yeah, just hand never, me the phone. She's not getting another phone back for God. When we were kids, I was I told my son this all the time. I was like, what what happened when you got in trouble? It's like, well, my dad would kick the crap out of me. That was part of it. But when that wouldn't happen, it was in your room doing homework, no TV, no video games, no phone. It's like, so what'd you do? And I was like, I did my homework. He's like, and then what would you do? I was like, I don't remember doing anything except sleeping a lot and being bored as hell. Right. I mean, now if you send a kid to this room, he's like, sweet, got my computer, got my iPad, I got my Xbox, I got my phone. I mean, the easiest thing to do is just shut off the Wi-Fi. But then it like punishes me. Like, wait, I need my Wi-Fi, my house. So there is a balance between not being being a hard ass and being discipline oriented. And finding that balance is hard. Because when you haven't been in charge and you listen to players and you listen to their complaints, you're like, man. And look, you, you watch Andy Reid. Andy Reid got yelled at by his star tight end 
in uh, in the Super Bowl. And you would think if that's Bill Belichick, you yell at him like, you just go sit. I'll deal with you when I when I want to get to you. But we don't know. We don't know what Bill Belichick would do. And by the way, I'm guessing Bill Belichick wouldn't have been yelled at like that. Would have smartly removed himself and pretend like he didn't hear him. But make no mistake about it. Players want, need discipline. I think the part of what has to be taught is the why. And they have to be given kind of a heads up to, hey, look, man, it's really simple. Like, if you do this, then there's going to be this as discipline. That, that's the way it works. It's the only way it works. And that part has changed on some level than when I was a kid, which was a little bit more because I said so, right? Everybody's parent would go through the, go, go to the, because I said so line, because I said so, which again is, should be a fair enough. That's enough. You're the parent, but with an adult in this day and age, it's got to be a little bit more matter of fact, even if the discipline can be just as, if not more harsh. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then, pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DOUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DOUG, only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrat.com studios. Today is February 29th. That's uh, Leap Day. So leap year is every other year, every four years. I can't remember. Every four years? Every four, yes. Like the Olympics? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I got I thought you were joking. Um, I remember it being every four years, but then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's every other. It's every four years. So it's only on Olympic years? Right? Summer Olympic years. Yeah, sure. Do you... It's a weird thing. You know, there's people that are born on the 29th of uh, February, and they're like, well... I'm only, you know, one fourth of my actual age because I'm born on a leap year. Like that, that joke's got to get old. That's cute. Yeah. Right, that, cute. That, that one's got to get old. You know what we should do though? We should take a leap. This is what I want to do. I okay. I, I want to try out a bit. Um, and if we do it, it's a bit well, then we could do it again for four, four years, years from now? today. Yeah. Um, it's called take a leap. And it's bold predictions. Your sports bold predictions. I was waiting for you to come out, and then I took a leap. Oh, leap. No, take take a leap. Yeah, sorry about that. Just try to, you guys, could you take a leap? Could we start with uh, Monsi? Do you want to take a leap? Oh, whoa. It's like Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Yes, I'm going to take a leap. A big leap. Mm. I am leaping here. That Justin Herbert and the Chargers are going to dethrone Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs next year. In they, what? They will win the division Okay. and go to the Super Bowl. Wow. I like that one. I'm not right. saying they're going to win. How'd that work out for your boy this year? Because I believe there was somebody who was a host of this show that said that. Now, coaching is different. Exactly. Different. Right. Okay. That seems like a leap. That's a leap. That is, that is, that is a leap. I, I, I think I took, you know, three leaps in there. All right, I'm going to take a leap. Take a leap. Clippers are going to the finals. Woo-hoo! Clippers are going to the finals. That's right. And you're like, dude, they just lost a 20.1 lead at home to the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, it was scripted. It was no, <laughs> they didn't have Paul George, and you lose those games now to win those games later. Yes, that seems like a leap. It's a leap. I love that leap. What about you, Jay? Is there a leap? Oh, a little cannon, cannonball. <laughs> um, how about this one? I think Travis Kelsey is going to propose to Taylor Swift. That's not a leap. By the summer. Oh, okay. When does summer start for you? It's a good question, right? Yeah. When does summer start for you, Monty? I'm gonna say June. Okay. About you there, Jay Stu. Um. Yeah. After was it Memorial Day? 
Memorial Day is official, uh, the unofficial start of summer? Yeah. Sure. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah. So, I'm in so college, somewhere so between Memorial Day and Labor Day, he proposes to Taylor Swift or before Memorial Day, Labor Day? I mean, I think I'm just taking a leap. Okay. Uh, this is from the guy who thought the, the relationship was completely for... Uh, for publicity. I did, and Monsi Monsi called me out on that, and yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I apologize. They're, They're real. Right. They're real kids. They are real. They are real kids. Uh, all right, what about you there, uh, Lorena? Oh, I'm going to take a leap here and say America is going to petition for the Kansas City Chiefs to be the new America's team, so they would hold the new title. Whoa. Cowboys out. Wow. Mm. That's my leap. That's mm. a leap. That's a definite leap. <laughs> a definite Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right, let's welcome in Mark Bedina, Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. Uh, Lakers come from 21 down in the fourth quarter to beat the Clippers for the last time in the regular season, which they'll be the visiting team in their own building in, in, in crypto. Um, how, how much of this do you put on the Clippers? How much of you put, do you put on the Lakers, Mark? Um, uh, the percentage blame pie, I think 50-50, but uh, from an entertainment standpoint, I put it more on LeBron. That was just, even for his standards, pretty wild to see in person. Uh, and I guess, you know, we're obviously getting used to it, not because of just his Hall of Fame career, but even 21st season, I know he's not the same player in his prime, but it's still pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Well, every, every once in a while, he reminds you of, of how special he is. Um, I did think it was weird, like, uh, Kawhi Leonard had the ball with 10 seconds to go. They called a timeout only to get him the ball. Why Why not just go? Why not just go play? Why call a timeout there? Yeah, I, I from what I gathered and what Tyloo said afterwards, uh, they weren't running their stuff properly, and so he thought, okay, let's do plan B and, uh, you know, get the guy the ball, you know, to our greatest player. But the, the other thing that was fascinating with that is LeBron James is the one defending him. Yep. So uh, we've seen this week that not only has LeBron done his normal stuff, but now he's, you know, playing some defense and, uh, you know, not only playing defense, but sometimes on the best player as well. Uh, what is the plan? Because it's obvious he's going to stay in L.A. Um, Bronny's draft status seems to have gotten pushed back. At least, you know, I mean, it, we we got we, we we don't know if Jonathan Gavoni has a direct line to LeBron or LeBron, but <laughs> it sure seems that way. Where it goes from, he's the potentially the top ten pick to no, no, no it's not going to be till next year. What's your sense of what's going to happen with LeBron after the season concludes? You know, I think in a weird way, this gives cover for all parties that there doesn't have to be this song and dance that, oh, the Lakers need to feel obliged to get uh, Bronny. And now it's about let's see how much LeBron can delay father time to still get a pretty good deal where he's not even taking a significant discount. And I know when you're looking at LeBron's tenure with the Lakers, it's, there's always been touch and go of how many times the Lakers' front office have acquiesced to him. Um, but in fairness, in the past few seasons, when it has come to personnel moves, they haven't listened to him. And so I think that they have made a conclusion ever since the Russell Westbrook trade. You know what? Uh, he might tweet out emojis and do passive-aggressive behavior. We'll do us, and we'll let LeBron do him. And, you know, for mostly better and sometimes for worse, it'll work out the way it should. So I don't think that they'll 
do the whole draft Bronny and, you know, they'll they'll resign him and LeBron will want to stay um, because that's what he wants to do as far as being in L.A. And I think also pragmatically speaking, especially at this stage of his career, this is probably his best route to even win a championship instead of jumping around like he's done earlier in his career because that could just create more instability as far as rosters and what they're having to give up and all that stuff. Who's the target? You know, they're going to have all the cast space to get one more big-time player. Who's the target? I don't think they have any specific targets in mind. I mean, of course, you know, it's, it's always going to be about the big names, whether uh, it's Trey Young. You know, there's no reason for Donovan Mitchell to want to be out of Cleveland. They've been playing at a high level. But I think philosophically, it's about stacking their assets so, so that they are in a position to move. Um, and as you know, Doug, the NBA moves very fluidly. So even though there's not a realistic target A right now, that target A could emerge at some point you know, next few months, maybe just before the season started. But, you know, when it came to, you know, this current present with why they didn't make the trade deadline, not only did they not really have enough assets to, you know, really move the needle and and make teams interested, but they knew that they had more to work with uh, this upcoming season or upcoming offseason because they'll have three draft picks at their disposal instead of one. Um, Okay, so what's what's the league been saying about the Bucks? Bucks better out of the break? What's the NBA saying? Yeah, uh, they're saying that they're doing a lot better and give it time uh, with Doc Rivers, give it time with just, you know, uh, even though they've had a half season, but being able to get the chemistry ironed down defensively because Drew Holiday's, you know, pretty pretty big absence they've been trying to fill ever since that trade. Um, but I think even when you account for all that, there's been just this feeling that in the Eastern Conference, it's the Boston Celtics and everyone else. I mean, they have so much separation right now in the standings. They've been healthy, most notably with Kristaps Porzingis. He's fit in well with his role. Jason Tatum, he's been, you know, he's been taking fewer shots, but that's because he's passing more, he's getting more assists, he's becoming less isocentric, and to a, uh, a similar degree, so is Jalen Brown because uh, Porzingis and Drew Holiday is on the floor. So I think, barring injury, uh, major injuries to you know any of the Eastern Conference teams as well as you know themselves, I think their pathway is to the finals, and then it's about how the the, the Western Conference sorts itself out with a, a jumble of candidates. It is there is a jumble of candidates in the Western Conference, right? Uh, and the Clippers have been many people, myself included, thought, "Hey, that looks like the best team in the league." You got you know the Suns, who when healthy look really good. Obviously, you have the Nuggets, although their bench isn't what it used to be. People are trying to figure out if the Timberwolves can be as good in the postseason as they are the regular season. You got Oklahoma City, really young, not expectations, but the wins just keep coming. Um, what? What's the NBA breakdown? What people? Who do people really believe in in the Western Conference? I think you're getting sorted opinions where there's not like a predominant favorite. Everyone lists those teams that you mentioned, um, but it seems like a lot of people, including myself, favor the experienced teams. Um, so I'm with you. If I had to choose, I, I have the Clippers. I have them at one A, the Nuggets at one B. You know, the, the Clippers. You know, with exception of a few games recently because of injuries, they've been playing at a really high level. They're well coached. um, You know, this is finally their chance to actually win a championship after squandering it for either underachieving reasons or injury-related reasons the last four years. Um, 
And then the Nuggets, yeah, they're they're coming off a championship. Their depth isn't as strong as last season, but they still have their main core. And then I put Minnesota and Oklahoma City after that. I don't think those two teams specifically are going to fall short because the inexperience is going to make them feel overwhelmed with the moment. I think where the inexperience will catch up to them is through the tactical lens of adjustments in the playoff series. And look, uh, I give wild card chances to teams like Phoenix and and the Lakers and maybe Golden State, but that's a huge maybe only under the caveat that if everything hits right from a health standpoint, momentum standpoint, chemistry standpoint, but I just feel like those three teams in particular, there's been so many moving parts throughout all their respective seasons that to think that it'll all click at just the right time is probably asking too much. Um, face of the league. Can we have a foreign-born face of the league? I think you certainly can um, from a performance standpoint. But from an ambassador standpoint, um, the guy's got to be having a really engaging personality. And so I think if there were to be one face of the league that's foreign-born, Giannis Antetokounmpo is more appropriate to carry that mantle than Nikola Jokic. I mean, he embraces... You know, it's not about giving interviews or anything like that. It's just more about being the ambassador and being a spokesperson, showing personality in a public setting. And Nikola Jokic, you know, behind the scenes, guys say he's funny and he's a great teammate, he's a great player, but, you know, he's more of an introverted guy. But I think when you're looking at this current crop of guys, um, there might be someone who emerges to the top. I mean, obviously, Victor Wembanyama could do that, but it's his rookie season. He still needs a few more years. But I think that there could be a collection of by committee right now that are deserving. Those three guys, Anthony Edwards, um, maybe John Moran, if you know he makes sure that he stays on good behavior and the Grizzlies get back to winning basketball once they're all healthy next season. But there's not that predominant face of the league right now because it's too early. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there isn't any question. Um, the Warriors have been better, but not consistent. What, what's the, what are your thoughts on the Warriors and and where they stand in that? We mentioned all those teams. I didn't mention the Warriors, um, and obviously some of it is standings, but also a lot of it is kind of reality. What's the feelings of people in the NBA in regards to how good the Warriors actually are? Yeah, I think they're they're one of those teams. I almost think Portland Trailblazers when it was Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. You know, like no team wants to face them in the first round, and they can always be a challenge. And theoretically, if that team isn't healthy and isn't playing at their best, they could be upset, but it doesn't feel sustainable. And so I think that that's the same feeling that applies to the Warriors. You, you technically never bet against them as long as Steph Curry's there, and you know they do have the championship equity. But I think as we saw last season, like that can only get you so far. And I think, ironically enough, even though it doesn't technically reveal itself in the standings, they are a better team this season than last season from a chemistry standpoint. It's just been more about, you know, Draymond being out for an extended period of time because of self-inflicted suspensions and Chris Paul's injury. But from a fit standpoint, they're better. So what this means right from now until the playoffs, I think that they'll make the playoffs as a play-in. But I don't think they get past the first round. If they do, it'll have to be because... Because Minnesota, Oklahoma City is those teams and not Denver and the Clippers, and uh, they're not playing up to their potential. But with all that, I think best-case scenario is uh, second round and nothing more than that. Awesome. Mark, uh, enjoy uh, this week and in the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. 
I appreciate you. Time for a leap year prediction? Sure, go for it. Okay, I'm not just saying this because someone uh, with your station loves the Timberwolves, but I think before the next leap year in 2028, Anthony Edwards will get an NBA championship and it will be with Minnesota. Wow. 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 With Minnesota, we'll get an NBA championship under the uh, ownership of of Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> Thanks so much, Mark. Thanks so much for the best. I, I love I love Anthony Edwards, and he's the one guy that hasn't gotten into that that conversation of face of the league. It's just hard to imagine. He he was great in um, oh, what was the Adam movie? Sandler movie? Yeah, what was it called? What was it called? All right, you don't remember what what, what was the movie called? Monsi, did you see it? No, when with hustle hustle hustle. Yeah, he was great in hustle. He's really good. Great and enjoyable personality. Tremendous score. Freak athlete. Um, quick, my, my quick, did I ever tell you this? I don't think so. My first time I ever heard the name Anthony Edwards, uh, there's a man named Dinos Trigonis. Dinos puts on these Pangos All-American camps and All-Star games and whatever. And I coached at one of them. And so I had Johnny Juzang. You remember Johnny Juzang from UCLA, right? Johnny Juzang went to Kentucky, then to UCLA. So I had Johnny Juzang, he was, and I had a bunch of Posh Alexanders at Butler. I had a bunch of good Kofi Coburn, who of course made a uh, made a made a killing when he was in Illinois. Anyway, I had them all on my team, and Johnny Juzang got dunked on by a guy, and I was like, "Who was that?" And the guy's like, "That's Anthony Edwards. He's the best player here." And he was only going to be a junior, and then he reclassified, went to Georgia in the NBA. That was first. I was like, "He just the expression in basketball is his sneakers squeak different, and they do." They do. Coming up in the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrat.com studios, the Jets versus McCall Hardman has to be the greatest theater right now in all of sports. Want to hear it? New details next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stuck Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Just a reminder, shortly after the show, the podcast will be going up. If you missed any of today's show, check out the podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, review. And we have a special hour podcast only part of the show that goes live at the top of the hour. Um, Caitlin Clark declares for the WNBA draft, right? That's all probably part of the press in Monsi Bolaños. The press. Monty, what do you got? Yeah, that's very exciting. I'm trying to get it confirmed by someone else. Where did you see it? I, uh, on her page. Is it on her page? Is yeah. that where? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's official. If yeah. it, I saw it, but it was uh, not yeah, a okay. big story just so, yet. So here's the deal. Like WNBA and playing overseas, which is what you do during the she could probably make, she makes supposedly like 800 grand at Iowa. So yeah. there's a lot of questions like, hey, do you come back? Because it'd be cool. But I think she's good. She's like, I'm done. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, why not? Look at she's breaking records left and right. She's all time leading scorer now. She surpassed Lynette Woodward. Uh, she now has three thousand six hundred and fifty points. So now, yeah, she's got to pass. And Lynette Woodward played at Kansas, correct? But it was before they had NCAA. The NCAA. Yes. So her coach is like, "Why don't they recognize it?" And I'm like, "I'm with you." She did. She scored without a three point shot as well. Right. But like again, it's like club sports. Right. We don't recognize club sports. In any other sport, like, well, he had 15,000 yards passing in club football for, you know, Sigma Phi Epsilon. Why doesn't that, why isn't that a record? Like, exactly. There has to be some sort of differentiation between club sports and NCAA sanctioned sports. Yeah, but, you know, she's she's officially passed it. Yes. Now she's also the Big Ten's all-time leader in three-pointers, sure. 499. But now she also can pass Pistol Pete. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, first of all, you, you do know, again, I'm, I'm not doing the, you know, Pistol Pete, no three-point shot, only sure. played three years. Yes. And oh, yeah, right. by the way, it's a different sport. Totally, totally. We're not doing the, we're not, we don't compare, okay, anything else. I, I so don't disagree, compare. but it is, a, it is a topic of conversation. Yes, okay, and here's the answer <laughs> to the topic. Don't be dumb. Okay? Different sport. Yeah. Different sport. It's hard enough. To go like, hey, you know, Pistol Pete played and there's no brothers in the SEC, right? Got it. Yeah. Right? It's an asterisk you got to put by. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm with you. But he only need no three point. It's just, it's a different sport. Don't do it. We don't compare anything else. The rules aren't the same. Haven't been the same. 
The level of competition is not the same. Her achievement is great and stands on its own. It yes. doesn't need to be compared to a men's men's record. I agree with you, Doug. Well, let's talk about McCole Hardman. This has been going on for like a this few is amazing. days. It is. So he was on the Pivot podcast and he was basically saying that he was like checked out when he was with the Jets until he reunited, you know, with the Chiefs. So since then, Jets sources, both public and anonymously, have alleged that Hardman leaked several of the club's game plans to opposing teams during the 2023 season. One of those people is cornerback Sauce Gardner. Now, this has since been deleted on X, but he said, oh, we're not going to talk about how our offensive game plan got leaked versus the Eagles. So he deleted that. Then also Jets punter Thomas Morstead basically said that Hardman, Hardman is just a, um, a disgruntled former employee. Yep. Entitlement uses that word. And he also says he just got beat out by a rookie free agent. Now, yes. So a lot of of shots fired here. Uh, Didn't he fumble in the Super Bowl? It was. He also. Did, I don't think it was the Super Bowl. Wasn't wasn't no, at the uh, uh, AFC Championship, AFC Championship. Yeah, right around the goal line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, it's just. It's just. I love it. I love it so much. Social media sometimes brings such great information, and this is one of them. Now, the two games apparently that he leaked this to was the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah. The Jets did beat the Eagles. It does. I mean, you can't do. Like, if he really leaked the leaked their yeah. game plan. Yeah. That's no. Like, that's awful. That's terrible. No, why would you want this guy on your team ever? Because he's fast. That's the yeah. short-sightedness of this, is that he's telling every team in the NFL, don't sign me. Yeah, exactly. Sign yeah, okay. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. All right, I'm going to move on to this story in Major League Baseball. The Phillies are getting rid of Dollar Dog Night. Why? This is something they've been doing for over 25 years. Apparently, the fans are getting a bit cray-cray. At the games. Cray cray. People are crazy over their hot dogs? Yeah, so they're having food fights. This happened last year at one of the games where hot dogs were flying, even landing onto the field. So the Phillies are getting rid of this. Wieners everywhere. They were that's what literally they're saying. And so they're replacing it with a two for one deal, two games in April, and that's it. So no more dollar dog night for the Phillies, something that they've been doing for like twenty seven years. But I mean play with your food, kids. Has anybody ever been involved in a food fight? No, I wish. Yeah. I steer clear of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't even like watching it on TV. Mustard stains, guys. Oh, good Everything to know. Stains. Good to know. Stains. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. <laughs> All right, check out the podcast. It's available top of the hour. Uh, I got a pick on it for you as well. This has just been an enjoyable day. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.